0: let me pray for us and uh, we'll get going. Lord, you're good to us. Uh, You are so kind uh, to bring us to uh, this sweet spot to uh, just be kids together, to be in your uh, creation, uh, to... uh, Jump in a lake here in a few minutes To go down some water slides To smack each other with arrows All the things that you um, Have provided for us and they're all good uh, Lord as we enter into A discussion of uh, of What it means to be a man Of God uh, Be merciful to us uh, Be merciful to me as I, as I bring the word um, we're so thankful for what you've done for us in your son, Jesus, and ask that you send your spirit to be with us. And it's in your son's name we do pray. Amen. Um, we had some girls show up a few minutes ago. That was awkward. We're like, well, sorry. they are going to be real disappointed. Um, hey, uh, my name's Daryl. Uh, I'm a pastor in Nashville, Tennessee, uh, Music City. And, uh, have, uh, I got a group of folks here from our church, South Point Community Church there, uh, so, uh, I know your world a little bit, uh, we are, uh, my, my friends uh, that are on staff with me and myself, uh, we love to, uh, to spend time with you guys, and I hope that, um. I hope that as, we, as we're in this class, you uh, can feel a little, uh, you can take a load off a little bit. You can feel like uh, you don't have to prove anything. Um, nobody's looking at you. Everybody's busy looking at themselves, so you don't have to worry about any of that kind of stuff. Uh, so just ask that as we enter into this discussion where we talk about um, what is the purpose and design for a man in the kingdom of God? Like what is he supposed to do? Uh, What are his, you know, what's kind of his job description? What are, uh, what is he supposed to look like? Uh, What are the threats to that? Uh, Those are all things I want to talk about with y'all. Do we have any baseball players in here? What about football? We got football guys? Uh, We have any musicians in here? Excellent, look at that. Um, I'm going to try my best to speak to all of you. Uh, we're not here to uh, perpetuate any stereotype that if you uh, play piano, you're a sissy, and if you, you know, play football, you're a man. The uh, Bible doesn't say that anywhere. So I uh, hope that you'll feel uh, feel comfortable enough to, to really be who you are and to lean into that. Um, but kind of by way of introduction, I have, uh, I have a wife. Her name is Mackenzie. Uh, she is a nurse. She works in the ER uh, downtown in Nashville, so she sees uh, a lot of blood and a lot of guts and things like that at her job. And um, have two black lab dogs, one named Samson, the other's named Bo. Uh, Samson is 12, so he'll probably die soon. Um, <laughs> uh, you, have to, you just have to make peace with it uh, this early on. He um, actually jumped in the truck when I was leaving for, uh, to camp, so I had to turn around and go back home and take him back. Uh, but uh, got Johnny Sands. I got a puppy named Bo. He's uh, six months old. Um, he's about to be neutered, so he's going to hate me for a few days. Um, so uh, that—that's kind of our life. I work as a, a youth pastor in a town just south of Nashville called Nolensville. Um, I do some strength coaching at our local high school for the football team. Uh, love those guys. Uh, kind of love doing that. So um, if you have any questions about that, I, I have your answers. I don't know what questions you would have, but. Um, Hey, I, I, I'm I, going to tell you that uh, masculinity has something I've been studying for about 20 years uh, kind of in this position, because uh, I started uh, youth ministry in 1999 um, and am still here in 2019, so I've seen a lot of things come and go. And uh, when I was about seven my dad uh, his name 's Jimmy. Uh, he came up to me and said, "Hey, I want you to really start to spend some time with your granddad. Um, I never knew my dad 's dad his name his name was also Jimmy. Um, he died of alcohol poisoning before I was born, uh, so I never met him. Uh, my dad is only twenty one years older than me, so my dad uh, you know barely even knew his own dad and so uh, he, for some reason, thought it was really important that I, that I spend time with my mom 's dad, whose nickname was Dead Eye. and um, he owned a little like a little restaurant grill kind of deal, um, which is where like all my mom and her siblings kind of worked and they had you know there were cooks there and waiters and things like that um, and I never knew why they called him dead eye I was seven i, I didn 't ask questions uh, I just assumed everybody was named that and uh, and so I went to, to he had a farm with uh, tons of animals, tons of land. Uh, there was always something to do. and so he uh, every summer I would go to, to, to Deadeyes, not to my granddads. and I found out that they called him Deadeye because he was a sniper uh, in Korea um, in the Korean. He told me never to call it the Korean War, uh, but in the Korean conflict. Um, he was a sniper and uh, he didn't talk a ton about it and um, I learned early on that I think he killed a lot of people and uh, and I thought for some reason that was really cool and also kind of weird um, but that's where I learned to uh, shoot a gun. That's where I learned uh, to kind of build things. it's uh, where I learned to drive a stick shift. Um, I spent every summer really from age 7 to age 12 uh, there. He died when I was 12. Uh, and it was super sad. We sold the farm and all that kind of stuff. Um, but I, Whenever I got to age twelve ish which was about seventh grade um, that 's when I got really confused as to what I was supposed to do um, i didn 't uh, i was my voice was was getting a little deeper I was getting hair popping up in places i didn 't have it before uh, so life was just really confusing like girls were pretty all of a sudden and not gross anymore um, and so I, I really entered into uh, the middle school ages wondering. Uh, like, what, what am I supposed to do with all this? Like, with everything that's kind of going on uh, with me. Uh, so I spent a lot of time with my dad and with my uncles, uh, who were really wild. Uh, they, uh, they would take me to the dirt track races on Saturdays, uh, and uh, they would drink way too much, and my mom would have to come pick us up. Um, and, you know, they had really salty language and things like that. And so I was kind of dropped into this world, and I was like, oh, this must be what a man does. Um, They must drink a lot, and they must uh, talk really bad about their wives and things like that. Um, But once I became a Christian, and that happened when I was 18, uh, I found out that that wasn't the case. And so there was a lot that was going on uh, with, hey, everybody's telling me, and you've probably heard this, you've lived long enough now, uh, that somebody's come to you and said, hey, you need to man up. Uh, You need to grow up. Be a man. Don't throw like a girl. Don't act like a girl. Um, So all these folks are throwing these kind of statements at me, but nobody's telling me what it means, right? Uh, I still have no idea what what it means. What does man up even mean? I don't know. Um, And uh, I had a youth pastor who I asked these questions to. And he said, "Hey, men, you have to start with what the Bible says, um, because you have really two choices. Uh, you can look uh, kind of uh, to to pop culture and to media. Is a man uh, is a man built like Rob Gronkowski? Uh, is a man um, built like JJ Watt? Uh, what if I'm not interested in that? Uh, what if God didn't give me that body?" Um, is a man uh, the soldier who goes overseas? Um, is a man uh, the construction worker? Right? Is a man uh, the engineer who designs uh, bridges? Is he the architect who designs nice buildings? Is he the musician who makes beautiful music? I don't know. Um, but what I do know, and I think what I, I hope that we can discover together, is that um, God in His scriptures uh, lays this out for us. The question that we want to answer this week is What is your purpose as a man in the kingdom of God? Uh, It might even be weird for me to say to you that you're men, but you are, right? Uh, You feel like little boys, you might even look like little boys, um, but you're not. Uh, You're growing up, Um, you have uh, some responsibilities, right? You go to school, you go to sports. so I want to talk to you as um, as the ones who are going to be paying my bills when I get old. Um, and what does it look like? Uh, what is your purpose as a man in the kingdom of God? And in order to do this, we we'll really have to dispel a few false notions. Um, We're going to talk about this a lot on Thursday in our time together. A little bit tomorrow, but but a lot on Thursday. Uh, Because we really have two choices to look at what the culture says, or we can look uh, to the Word of God. Uh, Because you're in a strange spot. Uh, 2019 is weird. Um, I was having a discussion about this earlier. It's the first time uh, that you can be born as a girl and say you're a boy and nobody questions it. You'd be born as a boy and say I'm not a boy, I'm a girl, and it's like okay, um, it's weird. Uh, it's a it's a weird spot to be in. Uh, there's no great war happening uh, to kind of force you into something like we saw with uh, uh, the Greatest Generation in the 40s. Um, there's no great depression that kind of forces you out to the fields uh, like you saw in the 30s. Um, there's, uh, there's there's nothing right now that's causing you or really forcing us to rise up and fight against something. Um, so uh, we're shaped by our culture and really what is shaping you, I would say in the last 10, 12 years, uh, which is your whole life, um, is that you've experienced the, the technological boom. Um, and look, I love my phone more than you love yours. Uh, I, I, love, I love social media. I love technology. Uh, I, I love that I get to watch funny videos. Um, so this isn't going to be a class where I bash on, hey, put your phone down and go dig a hole, because that's not the point. Um, but what you've experienced is that... I, I would venture to say there's not a lot of the stories like I just told about my grandpa um, where there are men coming into your life to shape you. Um, If you have a youth leader, which I hope you do, otherwise I don't know why you're here. Um, If you have a youth leader, that's what he's doing. So listen to him. Um, Listen to him. Uh, It feels like babysitting, but I promise you, Uh, When they tell you things like make your bed, throw things under your bed, don't trash up the cabin, they're doing it because they're trying to turn you into something. Um, Daniel, right? I just spoke with Daniel. Uh, He did a tour in Afghanistan. Um, If you have have time, that's when you talk to him. There's a lot there. Um, My boy Tree, he's running around here. I've known Tree for a while. Talk to him. He's got some great stories. Uh, listen to uh, the men, because what you guys what you guys lack are are men who will come and kind of speak into you and say, "Here's what God has planned for you," um, because you are in a spot where you're trying to raise each other. It's really the first time kind of in history. Uh, you're the first. You're one of the first groups in history that teach your parents how to do things. Um, You ever try to teach your grandma how to use FaceTime? Um, You're you're one of the first ones. uh, Your mom can say, what's this Snapchat thing? Um, You're the the first ones who are showing us how to do things. Uh, You guys are tech savvy. We're tech dependent. Uh, We have to have it, but we don't know how it works. You guys know both, and we hate you because of that, right? Um, Because you aren't kind when you tell us how to do things. Um, But when we look at Scripture, uh, all that stuff aside, what did God intend? Um, And we're going to look at Genesis chapter 2. So if you have your Bibles with you, um, if not, you can just listen to the word uh, read. Uh, Genesis chapter 2, God has a purpose for Adam. Um, and I want to venture and dare to say That it's actually the purpose for all of us um, This came to Adam before sin entered the world So that means it was perfect and it was right um, And I'm going to start in verse 15 Chapter 2 verse 15 But I would ask you to go read the first 15 verses at some point uh, Because they're, they're wonderful uh, But let's uh, give our attention to reading God's word Genesis 2 verse 15 the Lord God took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and to keep it. The Lord God commanded the man saying, "You may surely eat of the tree of every tree in the garden, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat, for in the day that you eat of it you shall surely die." Then the Lord said, "God then the Lord God said, "It is not good that man should be alone; I will make him a helper fit for him." So out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field, every bird of the heavens, and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called every living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all the livestock and to the birds of the heavens and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not, a, there was not found a helper fit for him. So the Lord God caused the deep sleep to fall upon the man. And while he slept, he took one of his ribs and closed up the place with flesh." And the rim that the Lord God had taken from the man he made into a woman and brought her to the man. And then he said, This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She should be called woman because she is taken out of a man. therefore, the man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife. And they shall become one flesh. And the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. Uh, this this passage, I'm gonna for our time together before I get you out of here and get you some food. Um, we're gonna see four things out of it, uh, kind of four things that described Adam, sort of his uh, job description from God for what he's gonna do to make this earth work. Um, and uh, the first one is that man's first job. Uh, before he does anything else, before he sets the plow to the ground, before he sets the shovel uh, to dirt, uh, his first job, if you will, is that he is a child of God. Uh, the most important thing about you, men, uh, is that you're a child of God. Uh, it's not the numbers you put up in sports, it's not the numbers you put up in the classroom. Um, it is that you are sons of the living God. Um, you've probably heard this so much that it's trite, but I promise you it's not. Um, that, the, that you were created in the image and the likeness of God and designed to be in an intimate relationship with Him. Uh, so much so that when that relationship is off, your whole life is off. Um, the chaos that you feel... Um, while it could be from your parents, uh, it could be from getting bullied at school, uh, it could be from just not understanding what's happening to your bodies and things like that, um, all that chaos you feel all goes back to whether this, re- this relationship with God is right or not. Um, peace with God is the, is the point this week, right? That's what we're trying to get, to, get you uh, to see. That if we look at how the earth was formed, it was formless and it was void, uh, which means it was wild and chaotic. Uh, there was nothing there. Spirit of God's hovering over the waters, um, and then all of a sudden, God begins to speak. I'm going to put some trees here. Uh, we're going to separate these two. We're going to have the, the sky and the, and the and the water. And we're going to put some birds in the air. We're going to put some animals on the ground. Um, God is speaking order and beauty into existence. And all the while he's looking at Adam and saying, you are dear to me. Uh, Jesus says this to the disciples, you're worth far more than sparrows. Um, Your first job as a man of God is to be a child of God. Uh, to To spend time with him, uh, to learn to to learn from him, to learn about him, uh, to experience him through his word, to experience him through his creation. Uh, that's the first job of a man. Um, the second one that we see, uh, kind of a little more practical and uh, and hands on, is uh, the Adam is uh, is a worker. Uh, if, you, uh, if you recall that passage I just read, uh, when God made Adam, what did he uh, have him do? Name kind of the first it. thing. Name the animals, good. But before that, he said, I'm going to take you and I'm going to put you here, and you're going to do what? He made him work in the garden. Made him work in the garden. Uh, he, and what does that work in the garden? You had your hand up. Uh, oh, got it. Um, he, Adam's a farmer, y'all. Uh, he he's cultivating the garden. Um, does that mean he lets uh, kind of weeds just grow everywhere? Right, doesn't right? Um, Adam is to look at this ground and say, "I'm going to make life come out of this. Uh, I'm going to cultivate this berry patch. I'm going to make sure this tree has some good fruit. I'm going to stay away from that tree because God told me to." Um, Adam's first job is that he is a worker. Uh, he was designed and placed in the garden to work it and to keep it, um, but we don't like this. Uh, your parents make you do work around the house. Yeah, yeah. Do you love it? Yeah. Why not? Because you don't want to, right? Excellent. <laughs> Just looking at the sky. Uh, he doesn't want to. Uh, we have uh, we have a relationship with work that is uh, that is different from what God designed. Um, work happened before sin did, so that means it's good. Um, and whenever we look at work, we approach it uh, wrongly for a few reasons. One, we hate it and don't want to do it. Uh, that makes a little sense from, uh, from the curse that was placed on it, is that it's going to be hard. Um, but the second is uh, that we kind of look at work um, as... And I don't mean like chores you do around the house, like emptying the dishwasher. Uh, I mean things like you do for money, and uh, we kind of look at work as, "Hey, I'm just going to work so I can get some money uh, because I need, uh, you know, I need some some Xbox credit. Um, I need some, uh, I need a new helmet, um, so I'm going to try to work and and get some money." Um, but when God sets up work has designed for it is that the work itself is actually the reward. Um, you get your money right? the worker earns his wages. Uh, you should get paid for legitimate work that you do. I'm not saying you need to get paid for anything in the dishwasher. Uh, but I'm saying if, if someone says hey come mow my grass I'll give you 20 bucks you cut their grass and they don't give you 20 bucks they owe you 20 bucks. That's not wrong. Um, but what God is saying to Adam, and what Adam sees is that as a worker, cultivating the field is enough. Uh, making it beautiful is enough. Uh, when I was uh, 14, I was about to play, uh, I, I was uh, invited to an all-star baseball team to, for, uh, to play travel ball. And uh, I needed some new cleats, I needed a new glove. I didn't need it, but I wanted it because they looked cool. Um, and I asked my dad hey can i can I join this travel team and can you buy me these things and uh, my dad uh, wasn't uh he wasn't an athlete um, he he didn't play sports growing up um, and we didn't have a ton of money and so he said hey I can't, you can't join this travel team because it's too expensive. Um, it costs this much money. Um, we just don't have that. You have, I have three younger siblings. He's like, we have a lot of mouths to feed. Um, he said, but if you got a job, um, I could front you the money and then you pay me back. And uh, I couldn't drive to like the grocery store and become a bagger. Um, And so I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do. But I knew that a couple houses down was a guy named Farmer Frank, uh, Frank Freeman. Um, And he stopped by our house and said, hey, uh, my dad's name is Jimmy. He said, hey, Jimmy, I need to borrow your two boys because I just bought this new field. And uh, it's full of thistles. And I need them to go cut all the thistles down so my cows don't eat them. Um, And then I want them to replace the whole fence. It'll take the whole summer and I'll pay them. I'll pay them 50 bucks a day. And I'm like, heck yeah, that's a lot of money. I'm not knowing that Farmer Frank's work day was 13 hours. That's beside the point. Um, I was like, yes! Wait, we're still here. Um, But he would give us Dr. Pepper. so that' still didn't make up for it, uh, but farmer Frank, uh, long work days um, we would ride through um, with this big, long pole that had like a a blade on the end of it, and he would just cut thistle after thistle for hours and hours, wildly sunburned, uh, dehydrated all the time, um, ate turkey sandwiches every day, and uh, we put the we put the fence up took the whole summer, um, and my dad said. You can, uh, you can go and, and buy those cleats and that glove and all that. And that was awesome. Um, but what was cooler was was standing there with my brother and being like, man, we just, like, we just did that. Uh, like this field that looks like crap is now, now looks really good. Um, and, and I don't tell you that to tell you that uh, like life was harder for me growing up than it was for you because I don't think that's true. Um, I don't. I don't even necessarily know if it's that much different. Uh, but I tell you that story because uh, when you do legitimate work uh, for our uh, high schoolers at, our, at the church where I work, um, if they want to go to summer camp, I have this program. It's called Rent a Minion, and someone can come and rent a worker, and they can raise money to go to camp. Um, and you know, our, our, like we live in the we live in the richest county in the state. We have a ton of money. Um, we can just give it to them. But uh, there's something rewarding about doing work. And uh, with my buddy Colby, who he just graduated high school, uh, he and I did a big mulch job, and uh, we finished it. And he said, "Man, that looks good." said, that looks really good. Um, work was intended to be fulfilling in and of itself. The money's great. Uh, I want you all to go. Uh, I want you all to, to to go and make a lot of money. Um, spend it wisely. Spend it the way God wants you to. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, work hard, uh, but know that the work was intended to be the reward. Uh, so a man of God is a child of God first. He's a worker second. Um, third, we see that Adam is a namer. Uh, uh, my boy Stockton pointed this out a second ago uh, he was to name all the animals real um, question did you give yourself your name or did somebody give it to you like, did you come out of the womb and you're like my name's Eric uh, right? somebody named you likely one of your parents um, giving someone a name is a powerful thing uh, there's a lot of dominion there um, and you know this if you've ever been called a name you don't like. Um, it's offensive. It makes you want to go punch somebody. Um, because what you're called and what someone calls you, there's a lot of power there. And so God is saying to Adam, I want you to have power over these animals. Whatever you want to call that weird looking thing with a long neck that eats out of the tops of the trees, call it whatever you want. Um, He gave cows their names, hippopotamus, they got their name, giraffe their names, right? Trout, eagles, all these came from Adam. He had so much power to look and say, I'm going to call you this, and this is what you're going to be known for the rest of your days, Uh, that we're still calling them the things Adam called them. Um, A lot of power there. A lot of life there. Um, This is a massive responsibility. We're going to talk about this a lot more on Thursday. We'll revisit this point. Uh, Because the violence that you love and the games that you play um, is pointing to something bigger. I'm going to make the argument that it's actually pointing to this. Um, that there is a desire for you to have power, but you don't know how to wield it. Um, so we're going to revisit that on Thursday. Uh, lastly, the thing we see about Adam is that he's a protector. Uh, in my last class, there's a guy named Hayden. Uh, Hayden has uh, really long blonde hair. Um, Have you ever seen the movie Remember the Titans? you know that movie? He looks like Sunshine from Remember the Titans. That's what I thought this morning when I saw him. Sunshine. When we got to camp yesterday, I've never been here before. um, And my my friends have never been here before, my students. And uh, we got to the cabin and Hayden's like, hey, here's your room. Uh, these are the leader beds. That's the leader bathroom. Uh, just make sure everybody kicks their shoes off, so they don't bring a ton of sand in here. Um, and then dinner is going to be at the dining hall. And if y'all want to come with me, I'll show you where that is. And uh, my, the guy who works with these things is Jake. We were like, "How old is this kid?" So I was like, "Hey, how old are you?" I was like, are "You, you know, junior, senior." And he's like, "No, I'm in seventh grade." And I thought. Uh, my friend Jake was like I think he's an angel Um, and I was like yeah he's not a real person Uh, he might be a Mormon I was like he's way too nice Uh, and uh, and what we find in scripture is uh, that Adam whenever he looks on these animals and can't find he can't find one that really scratches where he's itching Um, God looks at him and says for the first time this isn't good right God had said everything up to this point was good very good in fact he would say on the sixth day Uh, but it's not good that man's alone so I'm going to parade some animals in front of him let's see if that gets it done it doesn't Um, and then God in his wisdom and in his plan tells Adam to go fall asleep Uh, so Adam falls asleep and takes a nap um, and then God takes one of his ribs that 'd be a weird way to wake up wouldn 't it' you're just sleeping somebody comes and snatches your rib or your kidney. That happens a lot i don 't know why I said that um, so he 's fallen asleep. God takes his rib uh, and he fashions Eve out of it and brings her to adam and it 's the first poetry we see in scripture um, it 's the first love song. Um, Adam looks at Eve and says, man, that's it, boys. Uh, bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, she's in. It's everything I've been longing for here. Yeah. I, oh, I thought you were raising your hand. Um, yeah, whistles at her, right? Um, for the first time, Adam feels complete. Uh, God has never known loneliness. God has always dwelt in community. Uh, He's always had the the Son. He's always had the Holy Spirit. um, And he wanted Adam to know just a small taste of what that's like. And he says, I'm going to bring you uh, a helper. The problem is, gentlemen, um, is that whenever you're called a helper, we kind of take that as like derogatory. Um... I used to build houses uh, for six years and uh my boss, his name is Dwight, had a son named Micah, and Micah was four and Micah always came to work with Dwight and um he was like I'd be like, Hey Micah, what's up, buddy? He's like, Hey I'm here to be daddy's helper today. We're like, Oh that's cute, like don't get in my way. Um because Micah's not gonna be carrying boards, right? He's not gonna be laying concrete. Um So what Dwight does is that he just nails four nails into this two-by-four on the ground uh, and tells him that he has to like go drive the nails in. Um, Micah on that job site was not much of a help. Um, That's not what Adam is saying here. That's not what God is getting at here. Um, He's saying that in Eve, Adam, there is uh, someone who has something that you don't. Um, She's going to come alongside you and make this world better than it was before. Um, Your job is not to rule over her with an iron fist. It's not about making her make you a sandwich. Uh, It's not about making her clean the house. Um, Because what, what God is saying there as he comes in with Eve is that, Hey, Adam, you are to protect her uh, you're not to take from her uh, that's what porn does gentlemen uh, we're gonna talk about this more on Thursday um, but God's greatest gift to Adam um, kind of on earth was was Eve and gentlemen you can tell a lot about a man by how he treats a woman uh, you've seen this uh, you've seen it in your own house uh, you've seen it in your friends houses you um, and you can tell a lot about a man about how he treats other people. Um, are you are you a bully? Uh, are you constantly roasting everybody else? Um, in Scripture, God says that's not what a man does. Uh, he looks out for his creation. It's wildly uh, it's wildly countercultural. Uh, this ought to sound weird to you uh, because you're told to look out for yourself. Uh, to protect yourself, uh, to do everything kind of for you, and, uh, and, and even have this thought that you're going to go chase a bunch of money, chase a bunch of women, uh, you're going to have uh, you know, a house bigger than the one you live in, all that kind of stuff. Um, and I've lived long enough, and your leaders have lived long enough, to, to let you know that, that there's madness there. Uh, that that way of life is going to be incredibly uh, disappointing to you. Uh, because you weren't designed for that. Uh, because you can get everything you want and still miss Jesus. Uh, we see this with the Pharisees all the time. Uh, that they followed every rule perfectly but still missed eternal life. Uh, you can still miss Jesus. Um, gentlemen... Uh, To be a man is to gladly assume uh, sacrificial responsibility. It's to gladly assume sacrificial responsibility. It's to fight for others. Uh, It's to help others. Uh, The Christian life will feel like death to you. Um, To to live the way that we're going to talk about this week, it's going to feel like death. but to step up will mean that there's a lot of joy to be found. Step up and you'll find joy. Uh, step up and you'll find Jesus. Think of all the movies that you love. Like the really good ones, not the like ones where people fart. Uh, but like the real, the real good movies. Um, think about how the character has to overcome something that's really hard. How he always encounters someone who guides him along in that because they've been there. Uh, think you know, like a Lord of the Rings type movie If you've ever seen um, 13 Hours Think of a movie kind of like that Where you have to fight For, for something uh, We're going to talk a lot this week About what it's like uh, To fight to be a man in God's kingdom uh, Because there's going to be a lot against you That tells you you don't have to do it um, What God asks of you is hard uh, To get it you will have to go through Death uh, to find who you were designed to truly be is going to be difficult, uh, but you're not alone. Uh, you have youth leaders who are helping you get there. Uh, you have a, you know, have a book of scriptures full of people who show us what it looks like. Um, so come back tomorrow. Come back this week. Uh, we're we're going to really address what this looks like. Tomorrow, uh, we're going to look at uh, what God says um, uh, from. Hey, don't go yet. We're still we're still going. Um, Tomorrow we're going to look at uh, Paul's letter to Timothy and what God says there that a man is going to look like. Um, Seriously? Uh, We're talking about what a man is going to look like. On the third day we're going to talk about uh, really some of the threats to this. Uh, The two biggest ones being uh, pornography and violence. Um, And and how we're going to address those as men. So let me pray for us, and then uh, we'll shoot you off to lunch. Uh, Father God, you're good to us. Uh, Thank you for these friends. Uh, Thank you for their attention. Um, Be with us this week. In your son's name we pray. Amen.